0: I live in a quiet town where things don't usually explode, so it's the explosion that wakes me. It's the middle of the night, and my heart is pounding in my ears as I take stock of my dark bedroom. Everything seems calm. The house doesn't seem like it was hit or damaged in any way. I get out of my bed and peek out the bedroom door to the hallway. From the light slipping out under her door, I can see that Tracy is awake too. I tiptoe over to her door and knock softly waiting for a response before I open it. I don't even think she ever went to sleep. She's sprawled out on the floor with papers around her, so consumed by her notes that I don't even think she noticed the sound. The only indicator that she knows why I'm here is that she points to an old baseball bat with a crack in it next to her bed. Take it, she says. Apparently we live in a war zone now. I step over her papers to grab the bat. One of the pages has a cartoony drawing of a snail. I think it's better not to ask. I head downstairs and find my mom awake and in a panic, rushing around the living room. King, our dog, is asleep like nothing happened. As soon as my mom sees the bat in my hand, she knows I'm going to check out whatever made that sound. She doesn't try to stop me, but she tells me to at least change out of my PJs. Now in my real clothes, I make my way out of the house. It seems like any other summer night in the suburbs. Our house is set deep back from the hustle and bustle of our little town. Nestled among the edge of the woods at the foot of the hills, there are two paths, one heading south toward the town, and one to the west past our neighbor's house, toward the hills where the explosion came from. The difference tonight is the flashing of police lights from the path toward the hills. I head that way. Of course, the police are already here, and they've set up a roadblock. That's mostly what the police do in this town. They even brag about having a reputation for setting up the most roadblocks. This isn't even a road, it's a dirt path into the woods, but their security is top-notch, so top-notch that I slip right on by as the cops are talking amongst themselves. Down the path, there are a few more policemen milling about, not doing much. Some of them ask me what I'm doing out so late. I shrug as I pass by, bat in my hands. On the other side of the hill, I pass by a small cottage. The light is on inside. I keep going. I come across another roadblock. These two policemen look more exasperated, and immediately I can see why. My neighbor, Pokey Finch, is running between the two, asking a million questions at a crazy pace. Pokey is by himself, which is weird. Usually you find Pokey and his younger brother, Picky, roaming around town together. Right now, though, Picky is nowhere to be found, and Pokey is driving these cops crazy. I try to slip by without being noticed. I almost make it before Pokey sees me and sends a hundred questions my way, blowing my cover. Now that I've got their attention, the cops won't let me through. I'm real close to the hilltop now, they say, and it's not safe for civilians. I'm so close that I feel like I can almost see what's going on. It might be my imagination, but is the top of the hill glowing? Just faintly? Just barely? The night sky seems almost alive over the crest of the hill. Pokey's voice pierces my concentration as he assures me that he has this all taken care of, and he'll report back whatever he finds. One more glance at the cops, who shake their head, and it's clear that I'm not getting any further. The floor of the hills off the path are covered in leaves and twigs. There's no way the cops wouldn't notice me if I tried to go around again. I turn back down the path. As I pass the cottage, I see its owner standing outside. He's a frazzled man in his 50s with crazy hair. His name is Lear, but everybody calls him Liar. He's a weird guy. He, he waves me over and asks if I saw anything. I shrug. Then he lives up to his reputation as the weird guy who lives on the hill. He says he's got something to show me and I should come back to his place later when all the police have gone home and things have died down. Yeah, sure, man. As if this whole night isn't weird enough. I head home. My mom is still up waiting for me in the living room. I report back what I saw, the roadblocks, that Pokey was there by himself, all of it except for liar. No need worrying her with that kind of nonsense. She tells me that I've had quite an adventure and there's probably not much else to be done tonight. I should try to get some rest. No sense arguing with mom, I head back to bed.